hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 84 and part two of the interview that I recently did with one of our TASers, one of our TAS Facebook group members, Tim Holterman, that actually went out there and took action and got some really good results. Did over $6,000 in his first 30 days from launching his product. And if you missed the first part of this, then you're going to want to go back to episode number 83. That'll be theamazingseller.com forward slash 83. And you can listen to the first part of that. It's going to probably be important that you do that because then it'll all make sense. But he really breaks down everything step by step from what he did from product research to how he built up a launch list and then how he actually uh, sent it out and got some sales. And we really pick up in this particular episode, this part, the second part, is where he actually starts going into more of after the first sales came in, then what? Then what do we do? Okay, now you guys have heard me talk about it. You may have attended one of my workshops and actually see how I break everything down. And again, what I love about having other people on that are doing this is everyone has just a little bit of a different take or maybe something happened and they had to adjust or they had to pivot. And what I love about Tim is he's just like a no BS type guy that he's like, listen, I'm just going to try this thing out. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to take action. Let me say that again. Let me take action. You guys all know that I'm a big fan of that and we'll see what happens. And then we will see the results and we can see if it's worth it, if it's not worth it, or maybe if we have to adjust things. I can't stress it enough that if you take action, you will get some sort of results. And I think we all look for, it's got to be that home run or it's got to be the thing that definitely, definitely works. And sometimes you're going to just learn in the process. So I always tell people when they're, you know, they're sitting there and they're thinking about, you know, what kind of product should I launch? You know, like what, what are all of these different things that I'm going to need to do once I do get a product? Like too many things we're thinking about and then we just don't do anything. So I just want to reiterate that here, and Tim is a perfect example of this, and he says it over and over again, and he'll say it again in this part that you're going to listen to today. But basically, just get out there and do something. Take action and uh, you know see what happens, because if you don't take action, you're not going to be able to see if it actually can work for you or if you get any results. So a huge, huge uh, uh, lesson here learned, I think, again, and, and worth repeating, and that comes from Tim, and that comes from myself and past guests that I've had on here as well. Okay, enough on my pre interview rant, I guess we can call it. Before we do jump in, though, I did want to remind you, because if you're coming into this episode and you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, maybe you're brand new, and if you are, hey, welcome. Um, If you have not watched or attended one of my live workshops, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and you can register there. I do a live free workshop going through this entire process, and I also hang out for quite a while at the end, answer some live Q&A. So if you have not attended one of them, or even if you have, if you want to go ahead and attend one of those and hang out with me for a night, go ahead and register at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, so what do you say? Let's go ahead and dive back into the interview that I did with Tim Holterman. And remember that if you did not listen to the first one, you're going to want to listen to that one probably before you listen to this one because it'll make more sense. All right, so enjoy the interview and I will talk to you at the end of the show. But as soon as those like first 10 sales came in, it definitely moved right away you know, to where you could see it. You know, it's funny how it just jumps. It, it'll jump ahead of everything that is not selling 10 a day at that BSR. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Amazon's pretty quick about moving stuff around. It's pretty crazy how organic it is. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, a great tip there is just, you know, you're you're really just 
you're spiking a, a sale or sales through your product and kind of like, and like I always say, it's kind of like you're letting Amazon know that you're on the map now. Right. Exactly. So, and then exactly. from there, it's going to, it's going to depend on what you do next. And that's my next question. So now what do you do? Well, so then, um, obviously I still don't have reviews. I mean, once they buy, it, I'm still waiting, especially in Thomas and they're, they're not the quickest people to leave reviews once they get the product. So those come in kind of slow. Um, which was okay. You know, I just was patient for the first few days. I didn't worry too much about that. But at the same time, I had also started messing around with uh, AMZ Tracker. Yep. And um, they have, you know, a review system on there now too. So I had generated another 10 uh, giveaways at a dollar this time, though. I didn't give them for free. I, I priced it a dollar and I put them on there. And then those got bought up, you know, relatively quickly. So I kind of did my own kind of wave thing. Like over the first few days, I kind of had like, you know, 10 and then maybe nothing and then 10, you know, just sprinkled sure. out. Sure. And that definitely started, uh, I think within that, even before PPC, you know, my pay-per-click ads turned on, I had had some natural sales already from people just finding it. Yeah. Just, just from, just from spiking the, the, the sales kind of put you on the map again in search. Yeah. And yeah. then I did get a couple of just natural purchases which was you know great and then by that time you know my friend was able to leave a review so i had now i had at least one good review on there and then by that time and like another review came in and with all within a week the first you know few started popping up okay okay you know? yeah that's great um so then from there do you then turn on pay-per-click with two reviews or do you wait for a certain amount what how what was what when did you turn on pay-per-click I turned it on like right around, four, I think I had maybe four reviews at that time. Okay. And I probably could have even turned it, I, I, like now looking back, I said, oh, I should have just turned it on and see. I mean, yeah, I might spend a little more money, but it'd be curious to see what would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, the pay-per-click, you know, and then if, so I turned that on and then you look at the report like after a few days and you're like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, the, the, oh, uh, yeah, you know. the the uh, the actual data, you know. On, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the, the, I mean, yeah, you don't realize that Amazon is slow at reporting their sales. Right. They are slow and it, their systems, you know, have to update and all that. So like your cost of sale or whatever is, looks crazy. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. But then after you give that about a week, like it's literally, I did, you know, what you said, I did like seven days. I went back, pulled a report and looked at it, you know, and you could see which ones were working and which ones weren't. And this was just on the auto mode. Okay. Um, but yeah, like at, literally after about a week of running that and getting a little more reviews in, it just kind of caught fire. And, you know, like I was doing 10 a day, you know, 10 sales a day and then. One day would be like 17 sales, and then the next day 20. And I had one day like where it was like 30 something sales. And then it went back down to 10. You know, just some days are just weird like that where they'll jump around in sales, but um, but it was good. I mean, in in the first couple of weeks, my my auto campaign was getting down to like 20% uh, cost of sale, down all the way to 18%. Wow. Oh, that's great. Um, and so like I literally was, I think, a little bit on fire. Like I was this was great. And then, you know, guess what happened? Oh, my, my inventory is going down. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the, that's the big gotcha. I think like the other tip I could just shout out is that if you have any confidence in the product you're going to sell, I think 
that even 500 is maybe not enough if, if you, unless you know you can replenish it on time. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think running out of inventory is a great thing. I think it definitely kills your momentum. Some people say, oh, it's only a couple of days and I'm back up and running. But that wasn't my experience. Like I never even ran out of inventory on this item, but I got close to it and I had paused my pay-per-click um, when I was getting really low because I had to slow down the momentum because it was going higher and higher every day. Did you ever raise your price to try to slow it down? No. And that's the other thing I was going to bring up is I didn't lower my price as an introductory price. Um, I didn't, I didn't raise it. I've kept it at the same price, which I think is a, a good spot for me based on what I'm offering versus everybody else. And I haven't touched the price. Um, and okay. I did that partly because I also wanted to use that as an experiment to, to, go against other people that do raise their price to see if I had any of the same kind of results. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think it, it, go, it comes down to it's, you got to test things and there's definitely, you know, from what you're saying, it sounds like, well, that worked for you. Um, I know another guy right now, Rich Kibble, who's in our class. Um, he, he did run out of inventory and he raised his price. He kept raising and he kept selling more and more and more. And he did run out of inventory and he's back in stock. And I think he was out of stock for maybe three or four days. Um, but now he's right back to where he was and even better. Um, but again, it's a different product, different market. You know what I mean? So it's, thing- yeah, everything's different. Every market is different yeah. in there. That's the thing that makes it a little hard to do like a true scientific test, right? Yeah. It's, it's and different. it's it's different times of the week. It's different times of the month. It's like all of these things can play into it. And I mean, perfect example, and I haven't even said this yet because it's just so fresh, but you know, I lowered my price by two dollars um about a week ago to to spike my sales. And I did. I almost doubled my sales. And then I yesterday I, I raised it up a dollar um because I didn't want to continue at that pace because I was losing, not losing money. I was, I was losing money in a sense because my margin wasn't as high as it was. I was losing like $2 per unit. Wasn't losing it, but I was just in the, in the real scheme of things. You could say to yourself, well, I could have made $2 more. I was still making eight bucks a unit. Um, but now, um, to, or just yesterday I raised it up a dollar just to kind of slowly inch it back. And I, I sold like 91 units yesterday. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's like, and I don't, I'm not sure anyone's going to get it, but you have to test that stuff and you, you got to test it. Not like daily. You got to test it weekly. Um, and I think like you said, you, you see all these highs and lows and that's what I mean. Like you just don't know why sometimes, and you got to give it a full seven days, you know, to see that. But yeah. You know, but I think it's great that you you actually you said, you know what, I'm gonna stick to this price and I'm gonna see what can happen just by me turning off my pay-per-click and maybe that will slow it down enough. So this way here, um, I don't have to do anything with my price. Yeah. And you know, there was a couple of reasons for that. Like one, I didn't want to do the low price thing initially either, because I didn't want the other sellers to somehow like think that they needed to lower their prices. Like because that's a dangerous thing that could happen, obviously, is when people try to do the race to the bottom, you oh, know, yeah. for pricing. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the one that's instigating some kind of price war. And um, and I don't think you really, even if someone did that, I wouldn't change my price because I'll just try to give my my perceived value by my price versus, like, you know, if it's so cheap, it must be, you know, junk, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I didn't want to start a like a price thing there. And the other thing is I didn't want to go high, 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 high when I was running low because I didn't necessarily want to upset customers that might look back and say, well, why did I pay, you know, $5 more than the, than what's for sale now? Yeah. 
yeah, you know, yeah. that that could potentially backfire too. And I just did, so I didn't want to mess with that. So I kept it at a good spot and I did turn off the pay-per-click uh, to slow things down, which, which slowed stuff down um, a little bit, but not a lot. And, um, but then when I turned it back on, uh, after I got my inventory back, I have to say, like, I definitely had a little bit of a drop in performance. Like, I think that there is something Amazon does to you. If you come out of the gate and kind of catch fire like that, um, you want to stay that way if you can. Like, you don't want to kill that momentum. I think it does hurt you. Um, I do. I agree that. In some too. other ways. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that's that's something to think about. Like, know, I guess the tip would be, you know, know how long it takes to get inventory to Amazon if you have to reorder so that you can, you know, if you come out in one week, the first week, and you're selling, like, enough that you think, okay, if I stay at this rate, I'll be out in a month. But if I do great, I'll be out in two weeks. Like, just reorder right away. Yes. Unless, yep. you know, if you're on a budget, I understand, like, not everybody has the the capital to play around with this. And it, it's hard. It's hard for them to like, like order a thousand units or even 500 units, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, it's inventory. Having inventory is key because then it allows you to do, you know, the pay-per-click and really expand it. Um, and you know, it also allows you to do a giveaway if you wanted to and not have to feel like you have to keep, you know, keep back your inventory. So it does not give you those advantages if you don't have the inventory, but in the same breath, like you said, some people are limited. So we get that. So you got to do what's right for you. Um, but in this case, like I said, you, you were able to know that you could get it within a couple of weeks, which a lot of, a lot of times it's taken 25 to 30 days for a lot of people. So what you may want to do. And again, this is why Google trends really comes in because then you can almost see also what the market did the year before or the year before that. And you can see a trend and then you can maybe even start planning for those higher performing months because the traffic will be higher normally. You know? Right. Um, and it will be. Yeah. Right. And, and will be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. So that one, that one month, I think it was your first 30 days. Was that the screenshot that you took was so, so it was like 6486? Yeah, that was, um, that was the first 30 days, and that was with, you know, giving away literally maybe 20 uh, items at that time. Yeah, so not much. Not much at all. And, you know, and it's like a 45%, 40-45% profit on that. That's I'd awesome. Say. Yeah, yeah. And how much how much were you allocating for pay-per-click per day? Uh, I did $25 a day. Okay. Um, did you burn through it? No. Okay. I, to this day, I've not used, it has never used that much. Okay. And that just probably means, you know, I'm in a decent market that's not too competitive. You know, Yeah, if, that definitely does mean that. <laughs> it definitely you know. does, yeah. So that that was kind of a good thing. Now, this here's, you know, there's, here's the downfall. It's like, I'm not in love with what I'm selling and where I'm at. Like, I don't want to build my entire brand around that, right? It's like a great item and it's a good test case for me. And I want to continue to sell this item. But my other items, you know, so... It sounds counter, you know, productive, but you know, I want to go in a different, different area that I can build a, a whole brand around. Yeah, um, yeah. And be excited about like just something a little more exciting for me personally. Right, right. But again, you validated it, right? You just yeah. validated that this this Amazon thing can work. Yeah, I mean, even, if I can you know, do good in a, in a in a category that I don't even care about, you know, exactly. <laughs> like, um, I know it's possible in any category. It's just you're going to have to work harder in some cases. And that's really, you know, for my second and third product here that I'm evaluating, that's what I'm looking at. Like, 
how much competition and what is it, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to have to give away a hundred units? Am I going to have to, you know, up my pay-per-click budget that all is going to come into play. And, and I, you know, I'm sure, you know, cause I think you're in a relatively competitive spot. Um, you know, you probably know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah. And you know, again, I, I look at things a little bit differently now. And like I had said publicly, it's like, my first product probably wouldn't be my pick today. Uh, I'm glad I did it, but in the same breath, I don't think that would, those would be the same numbers because, um, I got in at the right time, but if you don't get in at the right time and it's already competitive, um, then what's going to happen is it's going to be a harder road to travel. So I'm really going after the whole mindset now that I teach now, which is the 10 by 10 by one. Uh, and a lot of times that 10 by 10 by one will grow to be a 20 by 20 by one, you know, or 20 by 10 by one, where basically it means 20, you know, units sold per day, $10 profit per unit, one unit. Uh, but the 10 by 10 by one is $10 profit on 10 units a day is a hundred dollars a day for one product. And that's really, I think it's going, it's, it's an easier thing to do. Um, Greg Mercer, who I interviewed, who also is a creator of jungle scout, you know, that's his, that's his model, you know, and it's like, he's, you know, trying to roll out 10 products a month that can just do that. And he's literally doing what you did in a sense where gets the product, has it shipped, you know, does very little marketing on it, very little, puts a little auto campaign in there, maybe a suggested bids one, and then just lets it run. And it's working. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of like my mindset going into it a little bit differently. Um, but those 10 by 10 by one products can turn into a 20, you know, unit per day product very easily if you have uh, complementing products. Yeah, I think you're definitely on to the right mindset. I think you're preaching the right, you know, yeah. the right specs there. And I definitely, from my experience so far, I think that you're going to have the most success right now going that route because it's just going to be very expensive to compete with the really busy niches. Oh yeah, and um, you know, and another example of. You know, it's something to keep people to keep in mind for their long-term goal. It's like, especially those people that I've read where they kind of want to, you know, I want to quit my job and replace it with this. You know, I want to, I want my wife to be able to stay home with the family, those kind of things. Like if you're going to supplement, if, I'm sorry, not supplement, but if you're going to replace your income, like then this is even more important than ever that you, you do something that is as reliable as possible, right? Because you don't want Amazon to your sales to disappear or something bad to happen and all of a sudden you don't have any income. Yeah, diversify, right? right? Diversify for sure. Big time. And I would just say like an example is if you go back to someone you mentioned, you know, Ryan Moran, who sold his yoga business, right? Yep. He was doing very well on Amazon with his yoga business. And then he's, you know, for those of maybe who didn't follow, he ended up selling his, basically his Amazon account right? His yoga business to somebody else. But if you go and find his yoga products today, their BSRs are all horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how successful that company is now that he sold it and who's running it and what they're doing for it and how much they're making. Cause you know, I don't follow it that closely, but just on BSRs alone, they're not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I interviewed uh, Ryan actually, uh, and actually it's going to be posted before this episode. So 
it's going to be posted this Wednesday and we're, you and I are recording this almost like a week and a half out. Um, so people that are listening to this can go back and listen to the one from Ryan. Um, but I had him on and we talked about it and everything and we didn't go too much into the sale of it. Um, but I did have, uh, someone else on too, um, which I interviewed. I haven't, he's not been on the show yet, but you know, Sean Coyne. Um, well I had, I interviewed him as well and he's more of the behind the scenes guy, but he, we talked a little bit more about the sale and they still are involved in that company. But my only thought is, and, and I'm going to have Ryan on again, I believe, just to talk about if you wanted to exit, kind of like what you need to do, um, you know, and kind of have that plan in place. But um, from what I'm gathering, too, is maybe they used Amazon as a validation to get into retail. I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe that's part of it, you know? Yeah. And maybe the retail stuff that we're not seeing, uh, you know, off of Amazon is doing great. You know, and yeah. maybe that's all that they cared about. They just... They they care more about that than dealing with the Amazon exactly uh, nightmare. But a lot's happened since Ryan launched that. I mean, it's gotten so competitive, and there's like yoga was one of those areas that just got you know bombarded with new PL sellers because everyone's like, oh, mats are small, this is lightweight, you know. Yes, it just took, and not to mention like yoga was kind of taken off at that time too. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's just, but it just shows you like if you don't, you can't just like launch and forget the product you still gotta sit there and and baby it and um keep an eye on it and look at your competition and adjust and you're gonna have to diversify like you said get items and other that's why like the other tip is you know don't get too bogged down and and stressed out because i know it's hard even for me to this day it's still stressful finding new products sure it's fun but it's also frustrating sometimes you know and don't let that like deter you from trying this because you don't find this perfect item in this perfect niche. Like maybe you're going to have to go into a different area or sell a few different brands into different areas um, if yeah. you have to diversify that way. You know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I talk to a lot of people uh, and a lot of successful people, uh, and it's like it's funny. I, I have a guy right now in the in our private label classroom, and uh, you know that that guy this guy's done million dollar businesses. And he's, he's in the class cause he's starting this and this is something new for him. But I asked him, I says, you know, what was, you know, you had these successes in these businesses, you multiple businesses, and this is going to be your next one or hopefully be your next one. But how many, how many didn't work? And he's like a hundreds, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. there was a lot of, lot of attempts, you know, but for one reason or the other, they did, they, they didn't work. But the thing is here is it's not if this works. We know it works. It's about finding the product. And you might need to launch three products before you find one that kind of works. And I think that's the key really is to do your research, do as much as you possibly can where you feel comfortable, trust your gut. And if you have to do a 500 unit or 300 unit, whatever you can afford. And then from there, test it, validate it. If you run out of stock, yeah, it's going to suck. But you know what? You can still recover. It's not going to be the end of the world. And, um, and just validate it. And like you said, I mean, you validated it now. So now you're saying to yourself, okay, now let me test the same process, this theory out in this brand or this product. And I think that's key, you know, and just be aware that your first product might not do what you think it's going to do. And if it doesn't, don't say this doesn't work. Just go find another product. Yeah. And don't give, you know, don't give up is the key word, I think, you know, and that's for anything in life. You know, if you're, if you if if someone says hey look here's a mountain here's a ten thousand foot summit and I want you to hike to that ten thousand foot summit and you've never done that before you're going to be like that's impossible and the first day you try to hike to the ten thousand foot level you might not make it 
But I guarantee you, if you try to hike up to the 10,000 foot level every day, you're going to get to the 10,000 foot level eventually. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you will make it if you try every day. And it's the same thing here. You, you will make it even if you go through 10 products. It's like you just can't give up. No, you, you can't. And you just got to keep, keep, and you learn, right? We learn so much through the process. And I tell people that all the time. It's like you didn't fail, you learned, you know? Yeah. And it's key. I, I was just listening to a podcast with Seth Godin, and um, he talks about um, the dip, which I'm sure you've heard of. And yep. it's like most people get into the dip. And the reason why they don't succeed is because they don't go that extra step, right? If you're working out, you don't get to the 30 days or the 45 days, or you don't get to the 90 days that if you did, if you would have pushed through at the 60 days because you weren't seeing results, if you pushed to the 90 days, that's where the results were, right? That's right. But you got to get through that dip. Um, It makes so much sense, you know, and um, it's like we just need to be reminded of that. But so many people, and, and I get it all the time, I'll get emails where I'll get people on the Facebook page and they're like, you know do you think it's possible for me to launch a product and replace my income of $40,000 in the next three months? And it's like, I just don't think that's realistic. Right. And I don't think that anyone should say that you can do that. Now, is it possible? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to be doing here. You're really here validating products, seeing which ones work and then scaling the ones that do. That's right. Right. And it's, it's, everything is possible. It's just do it in, you know, do it in the way that, you can sustain long term, you yeah, know. And absolutely. once you get, you know, if you want to make forty thousand a year doing this, I think that's great. But maybe you want to wait till you're making, you know, twice that before exactly. you consider, you know, replacing it. Something like that, you know. It's just yeah, absolutely overshooting it, and and you know, being able to have that. But you know, and I've told people this too. This is not something you're gonna, you know, do, and it's going to be like, you know, you're gonna put the work in in a week, and then get get money that you're gonna be able to pull out. Because I feel that you should be taking that money and reinvesting it back in anyway. Just like you said, you're taking some of your money from your your uh, freelancing gig, and you're you're pushing it back into this to roll out more products because you know the potential here. Yeah, and you know, here's the most comforting thing for me though is that I could literally sell the rest of my inventory right now, or I could not sell another piece of inventory. And I've already made my money back. Absolutely. You know, from my initial 30 day sales, like because of, you know, just following your formula, really it was all I did is, you know, not only did I make my initial investment back, but I made enough money to, for my reorder, which, you know, I reordered 1500 the, the next time. Sure. I've already paid for that. So everything else that comes in now really is, is profit. Exactly. But, you know, so in, in a lot of ways, like I haven't lost anything except my time, right? Right. But now I'm going to take that and I'm just going to use that to to get more inventory and more items. And I'm not going to put it in my pocket and go spend it, you know, even though it's so tempting, right? Um, because then I can get 10 products doing that. And when you get yeah. 10 products, if one did run out of inventory, it's not as big of a deal, right? You just Exactly. You could absorb down. it yes, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, you know, that's something I'm working on personally. You know, I want to expand out. And I, I'm actually dabbling in, uh, I'm thinking about actually dabbling in a few other markets now. And, you know, again, just to diversify, um, I know what to do. I know how it works. I've got the funds. It's like, why not, right? I mean, it just makes perfect sense. Um so I, I, I wanted to uh, briefly touch on this because we didn't talk about this is um, as far as like, so on this particular product, do you think that the more reviews you get, the better conversions you're going to have? Or do you think it's not that competitive where you're right where you are, you're still going to be okay? Um, I think that it's 
up in the air still on that. And one, that was one of the things I was watching closely was when I only had a few reviews, let's say five or 10 reviews and they were all five star reviews. Um, I'm wondering if that was just as good as having 50 reviews that were like four stars, you know? Okay. I'm, I'm wondering if it made much of a difference, like if the actual count, um, mattered as much and it's hard to prove that. Right. But I did see success when I initially had few reviews, but they were all positive. Now, this is the other thing that's going to happen to everybody. Um, no, I don't. Doesn't matter what you're selling, you're going to get bad reviews. Absolutely. Especially after you start selling ten a day, twenty a day, and you have that velocity and that volume, you're going to get somebody who's just not going to be happy. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter. Like, yep. That's that's people, right? I mean, if they go to a restaurant, they don't like the food, no matter what, right? Sure. There's just that, that's life. That's life. Um, so you, you know, you can't let that get you down. You just have to try to respond to it. If you want to leave a comment in the review, or if you think it's like a, like I have one review that's bad. Um, that is from an unverified purchase. So I know it's just somebody competing or somebody sure. that's just trying to bring me down a little bit. Um, cause you know, where else would they get the product? I just started selling it on Amazon. Right. Right. So, you're going to get those and you just have to deal with them. And the other thing I would say is that your feedback system, I definitely agree with it. Like giving out a link to, to leave seller feedback first and then coming back in for the review um, and getting a quality review, I think is more important than getting a thousand reviews. Absolutely. Um, and I've definitely been able to shave off a couple of somewhat uh, negative reviews, nothing bad, like a, maybe like, let's say a three star review or something or a four star, even a four star review. Once I had removed just because it was just a product review on the seller feedback, it just looked odd, but, yeah, yeah. um, it definitely helps. And you know what I've had of all the emails that like I use feedback genius, just okay. like you yeah. of all the emails that have been sent out, I've never had one person email saying, please don't email me anymore, you know, or I've never like, had that happen. Right. And, uh, but I have had a handful of emails of people saying, um, oh my God, your customer service rocks. And thank you so much for reaching out. Um, like people that were really pleasantly surprised that they got a handwritten email, you know, basically the follow up email that I write if someone leaves positive feedback, you know? Yep. Yep. No, it's, it's funny because I've at this point have sent thousands of emails and I've never once had someone say, stop emailing me. You're annoying me. You know, right. now did someone think that? I don't know, but they never responded to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they've never sent them an email, no, right? So the only emails I've ever received back was, Oh, and thanks so much for emailing and have a great weekend. You know what I mean? Like like they're speaking to someone at their local store, right? I mean, and that's what I wanted that message to seem as, you know, is kind of personal. And it was I don't say we in the email, I say I. Because exactly. I want them to know that I am responding. Not me personally, but the person they're speaking with. Right. So yeah. I, I totally subscribe to that um, philosophy that you have there, and I think that's a great model for other people to follow. I mean, at least try it at first. You know, you can always adjust it um, if you yeah. come up with something you think works better. But I think that's a great, great starting point, and it's been, it's been helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. So, well, let's gonna we're gonna wrap this up, but let's just um. So, what's what's in the plans right now for you? I know you're researching more products and stuff. But are you continually uh going going to be selling this product just because it's selling? And and are you going to be thinking about adding other any other products to this, or is this just going to be like kind of that validation? And you're going to kind of just let it kind of help you fund your other products. 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, just so that, you know, we don't make this too long, I'll try to just give you like a quick, uh, a quick summary of what I, what I have coming up and sure. I'll give you even a few more tips for everybody too. But, um, I'm definitely going to keep selling this product. I think it has a lot of potential and, um, it could be semi-seasonal, um, at least where the, where it's not a hundred percent seasonal, but it does slow down in certain periods of year. But, you know, we've mentioned before, a lot of products do that. But so I'm going to hold on to it and let it go. And I may add actually a similar, like a, a complimentary product to it, even though I'm not like totally in love with that area. Right. Sure. But I'll definitely do that. It's just not going to be my next product. My next one, I'm going to definitely start branching out in another spot and um, try to build a little bit of a brand up. Okay. And then I'll circle around and maybe add something to this item. Um, so that's my plans for the immediate future. And with that, I, I know I made a note to you an email about this, but the the lady that from China that I talked to from my first product, um, you know, just over time you build a relationship with these people, and she's actually been really nice, helpful. She's um, on top of it, and so like I've already got her kind of working for me on the side. Um, as you know, I'm going to call her like a sourcing agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but she's she's basically very helpful because I'll give her um, some. Chinese stuff and she just can call them up and talk to them in China. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I'm exploring right now. And maybe something you and I can talk to you offline at some point, but the sourcing thing is key. Like Alibaba is great, but there's, there's probably better ways to get factories on board at a cheaper rate because a lot of those companies on Alibaba, on Alibaba are middle men, you know, they're, they look like a factory, but they really are just representing the factory. Absolutely, yeah. And they take a cut, so things cost a little bit more. Um, so I am part of a group, a sourcing group. I mean, I'm not going to mention it on here right now, but if you want to mention it in the future, we can talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of something I'm doing to just get more, um, more knowledge on China and just having more feet on the ground in China. I think that's going to be important for long term success. Um, so that's something I'm doing, but that's just, I guess the tip there is when you're talking to people on Skype, you know, remember those people that are, that seem like they're on top of it and keep them in, around because a lot of them may be open to, you know, working with you on the side and they can help you in China in ways that you can't by yourself. Um, yeah, it's building that relationship. And then, like you said, then them actually going to find these other, they may have other channels and avenues that they can find what you want. And it's not even on Alibaba. And it makes it so this way here, it's harder to find. And then when other people are trying to launch a product, they're not going to be able to get the exact product, maybe. So yeah, I think like that's there's, huge. There's a, a website called 1688.com. I don't know if you've ever been to it. I haven't been to it, but I've heard of it. And it's just like, it's all in Chinese, but it's kind of like, Kind of like Alibaba, but in Chinese. Okay. And you know, you're not going to be able to read it. <laughs> I can't read it. Right. Um, but but my contact in China can, and I can I can use her f- to look through things like that. You know. Sure. Sure. So that's just something to know about. And um, so I'm excited about to see where that where that goes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's and then awesome. the other the other tip I was going to mention too for people is like you know as far as design and logos go. A lot of people, you know, say Fiverr and 99design and all that, which they're all fine. But um, the other thing you can do, if you, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. But something that I've, I've used in the past for other, other ventures is, you know, dribble.com. 
Okay. If you go to dribble, dribble.com, you can obviously just go there for inspiration because everyone posts their art on there and their logos, their, their artwork graphics. But most of those people you can contact and a lot of them are, are always open for being, you know, hired on for a job. So as instead of going to like Fiverr and just having a limited gallery of what they've done in the past or going to 99 designs and like somehow trying to pitch your idea, like on dribble, you could go and find some, somebody on there that's posted artwork that's very similar to the style you like. And then you can contact that person and say, Hey, I have, you know, I need this. And it's not going to be, you know, $5 and it's not going to be $50. It'll probably be several hundred dollars or a thousand, you know, just depends. But it's something for people who, you know, if they're really interested in building a logo or brand that stands out, that, you know, or maybe this is a re, like you're rehashing your old logo because you want something better, I would definitely check out dribble.com because there's a lot of talent on there. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll, we'll link up to that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great tip. Uh, I've heard of dribble, I've never been there. So I'll definitely be checking that out just even for inspiration. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good good talent on there, and um, and then the other thing is for packaging. I know a lot of questions come up about packaging, but the dyeline.com. Maybe you've already mentioned it, but no, I there's haven't. A, yeah, the dyeline.com has great um, examples. It's a, basically a blog about packaging, um, and it just has awesome like product packaging. So if you want like an idea of like how can I make my packaging just look, you know totally awesome that's the place to go look for inspiration okay and even if you don't like if you see something you like there you and then you go on fiverr and hire somebody or wherever at least you can say point to that image and say look i like this you know try to make something like this yeah yeah like a reference yeah yeah so those are a couple cool cool spots that i haven't really seen posted around too much um so maybe they'll be helpful yeah no that'll definitely be helpful i know a lot of people uh, need help with that. And, you know, pretty much we've all talked about the stuff that's kind of the obvious, but yeah, no, that's, that's really important. I think one of the big things that I just want people to understand too, is like you said, is, is when you're dealing with an agent or someone on Alibaba, they're most likely an agent, but that is where the relationship can start. And just because it starts there doesn't mean it has to finish there. Um, you can really build that relationship like you did. And then from there now have them kind of work for you on the side, depending, but you kind of do that over time and kind of figure out, how they are tied to the company and you know what their role is and if they are truly an agent um but yeah we'll uh we'll definitely talk more about that um in the future uh tim for sure yeah um but um yeah so that's pretty much it i guess that i wanted to kind of go over as far as your story i know a lot of people wanted to uh wanted to hear it so i'm glad i was able to get you on you've given us a ton to, uh, to kind of go over and kind of like the, your journey step by step, chunk by chunk. And uh, I think it validates that uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to overthink things. You just have to take action, right? Yeah, I would. That's that's the key. Don't overthink it. Don't get bogged down in all these other other things that you think might be important at first, but they're, they're not. And just do it. Just try it. You're going to learn so much by just jumping in and, and uh, don't. Get down, you know, don't yeah. give up. 
Yeah, no. So I want to, again, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and, uh, and being, uh, you know, one of our, uh, you know, active members inside of, uh, the TAS Facebook group. So I appreciate it. Um, that, that, like I said, that one post is, is the reason why I'm talking to you and because so many people were inspired by it. And, uh, and I wanted to just share your story and highlight it rather than just have it be buried inside of the Facebook group. Cause a lot of things get buried. Um, and I really wanted to highlight you and in your story. And, uh, I think definitely we'll be doing a follow-up because I, I know you're going to do great things and I want to follow along with your journey. So maybe we can have you on it in the future and uh, we can discuss kind of what you've done in the past six months or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always up for it and I'll share the good and the bad, you know, that's, that's what we want. That's that. what, yeah, that, that's yeah. totally what we want. So, so yeah. So once again, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Um, and I know everyone listening appreciates it. They love these, uh, these, uh, this style of interviews because, uh, they're real, right? I mean, it's, it's stuff that, you know, we can all relate to. And, uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time, uh, out of your day. Cause I know that, you know, you have a life, you have a family. So, uh, just want to thank you. Uh, no problems, guys. It's been great. Thanks. And thanks for all, all the work you do and all that time you put into this podcast. I mean, that's definitely a commitment. Man. So it's really awesome. Oh, yeah. It is kind of a commitment, I guess. Three days a week. <laughs> it uh, is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I love doing it. I love talking to people like you just like this. I mean, you and I went over an hour now and I didn't even realize it. So um, it's just it's you know, when, when you're into this stuff, you, you just like talk, talking about it. And I just feel as though once you kind of you see that you're you got the same mindset. It's just so much easier to get through this business too. And that's why people that aren't, you know, on our Facebook page right now, they probably should be. That's at the amazing forward slash Evans and Frank B as in boy. You guys have all heard me say that. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, thank you so much. I'm going to let you go now. I appreciate right. it. And uh, I know everyone out, uh, out there also is saying thank you. So have a, have an awesome day and a, a great week. And uh, all right, we'll, you too. we'll see you inside the Facebook group. All right. I'll see you then. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Okay, so there you have it. What an awesome interview, two-parter that is. I want to really thank Tim again, once again, and he's really excited about what he's discovered, in a sense. He's kind of like proven that this model works, and uh, he's really excited, as you probably heard, and uh, I'm really excited to follow along with him. So uh, yeah, you probably want to do that too, and if you guys are not part of our Facebook group, we have a TAS Facebook group where we have over 9,000 members right now that are over there helping each other, supporting each other, sharing these mini victories and, and things like this with Tim. And I'm able to take people like Tim and bring them on the show and share them with you. So if you're not part of that, you're going to want to be a part of that. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy, and that's for Facebook. And you'll send a request to join the group. And then from there, we'll go ahead and get you approved. And uh, you can go ahead and dive into all of the uh, information there. One little side tip on that. If you do go there, there's a little search field. A lot of people don't know this. There's a little search field up in the right-hand corner, and you can search for anything that you have about a certain topic, and any thread that was started inside of that group will then populate, and then you can start going through them. So it's a way for you to search for topics that you may need help with, like right now. So really, really valuable resource there for you. So definitely go over and check that out. One last thing, if you guys have not attended one of my live workshops, you want to go ahead and head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And from there, you can see when my next live workshop will be, and you can go ahead and register for that. And hopefully you can hang out with me for a night or an afternoon, and we can go ahead and uh, dive into this stuff. And I can answer any questions you might have live on that workshop. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Remember guys, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. And I know that you can make this happen, but you have 
to, you have to, you guys know, say it out loud, makes it more real if we say it out loud, take action. All right, guys, take care. I'll see you in the next episode.